If you really have large ambitions to make impact on the world, make change on the world, or you want to reach a lot of people, you want to help people, it's selfish of you to not do that. Because at the end of the day, if you can look at your children when they're, when you're 90 years old and say, you know what? I didn't do it because I was scared. Are you going to be proud of yourself for that? These are the conversations I have with people because this is who they're scared of. Yeah, it was someone from high school that I was worried about them critiquing my video. Your future children, your future life is depending on you to do that, to make it happen. Welcome to the Grant Owen Podcast, where we explore the world of entrepreneurship. Join us as we dive into the nitty-gritty of what it takes to start, grow, and scale a successful business. We're on a mission to share our experiences, failures, insights, and advice with others. Whether you're just starting out in your entrepreneurial journey, or you're looking to take your business to the next level, tune in and join the conversation about what it takes to succeed in the world of business. We going for Welcome to the Young and Driven Podcast. Today I have Enrico Incarnati. Uh, tell me how you pronounce your last name. Oh my goodness. Incar Incarnata? Incarnati. Incarnati? That is super cool. Or is it Italian? Yes. That's super cool. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I basically, ever since you said yes to coming on this podcast, I've had the song Rico by Drake stuck in my head. Let's so go. I love it. That's, I'm going to put that soundtrack in for one of these clips and just because just I, I feel like it has to be fitting. But it is such a pleasure to talk to you. I've been following you for, I think, like four or five months, um, just really enjoying the, the true content you put out. I think there's not many people on Instagram and even just online in the content marketing space that I would say, yes, the things they're saying are true and the stuff that they're putting out is helpful, practical, and uh, just not BS. And so I think the way you, you dive in, like I've seen people sell in BS e-courses the stuff that you give away for free. Um, so I, I love your heart and your tone and the way you pursue your community. So it's just, it's just a pleasure to have you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And thank you for the kind words. Absolutely. So let's dive in. First off, if you're listening to this, and first off, just follow, uh, follow Rico. I think a big thing that I just always project is if you were listening to this and you get value, send this to one person. I don't care about likes. I don't care about subscribers. I don't care about anything on that front. If you get value and you think there's one friend that should listen to this, send it to them because that's my whole goal. I make it for that person. I make it for you. So um, please just help. My hope, my hope is that creatives listen to this and learn how to grow their business and do things the right way. Um, and so Rika's going to help me out and, and answer some questions on that front. Um, tell, me, tell me, you've been a content creator for a long time. What what was that thing that clicked for you that you made, made you realize, like, I would love to make money doing this versus just doing it for, for a hobby and just doing it as a pastime? Man, that's a phenomenal question. I've never been asked that. That's a complete differentiator for why I even got into this in the first place. And to be fully honest with you, I still don't ever approach it as, like, I want to cash in on this. Love Meaning it. I'm going to hit 100,000 on Instagram soon and, like, I hit over 100K on TikTok. I've never looked at that, and I, and, I, and I say that deliberately because those have been like really cool pillars for me. Yeah. I've never looked at that as like, once I hit this, I'm out, right? Yep. Like, or once I hit this, I'm going to cash in and I'm going to like make a big ask and then see ya, right? Yep. Like, I'm still going to be the same person at 100K versus a million. Yeah. And to your point, the reason I looked at it as a differentiator of like wanting to go from doing this as a hobby to like wanting to, if you want to call it, monetize it. It's because I've realized how much of a gap there is. And yep. you've talked even before of how some people just sell what I give away for free. And that's my issue is the people that are selling it 
have no fucking clue what to do on social. And yeah. so they have to hide behind a paywall because it makes it look like legit. And I'm like, no, I'm going to give you literally everything that I have for free. Because the thing that you struggle with is the implementation of all of it. And yep. that's the one thing that most people, I've, I've made a large name for myself in the fitness industry, that they struggle with, is yeah. you're selling workouts, nutrition, and accountability, right? Like, yeah. that's why you make all the content you do, have all the valuable content. The people that really want to work with you one-on-one -on -one and, like, sign up with you is because they struggle implementing all of that. And yeah. my whole goal is, let me just give all of this to you. Let me give you all my best stuff because I know even if you go implement it and you do see success and you don't ever work with me, amazing. Like, that's going to be goodwill for, like, 10 years from now when I drop a book of how to be a fucking shark on social media. Yeah. Like, you're going to buy it. <laughs> well, the, at the end of the day, even if they, if they fail – you still win because they know if they worked with you, they wouldn't have failed. And if they succeed, Correct. there's some part of it's where like, I have to attribute it to you because it's what you taught me. So even if someone says, wow, it's so impre super impressive that you did that. It's like, nope, I know in the back of my mind, everything I learned came from this person. And that just, it just compounds. Yeah. And the thing too, man, that I, that I attribute it to is I have zero expectation. Like I make content because I genuinely want to help one person. I'm not looking at it of like, oh, why didn't someone buy from me today? Oh, why didn't I, I get a, a new client today? And I'm yeah. like, no, because if I went into that, I'd have immediate expectation and I'd go into it with a different style of energy. And for me, that's just not ever a place where I've come from. I yeah. model the Hormozy, if you want to call it, but the yep. early on Gary Vaynerchuk mindset where yep. I'm like, I want to give away everything. And like, essentially you feel so called and pulled to me that you inquire of like, what do I got to do to work with you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, that's how I look at it. And mind you, I've never really asked for a lot and knock on wood. I've never had to, mm -hmm. I've never had to fully, fully ask, like make a hard pitch or anything. And I'm grateful for that. I'm blessed for that. And I know it's because I, I come from a place of like, I want to make sure I give you all the tools so you can go be an assassin on social by yourself. And yeah. if not, then let's build a fucking army and make your content machine. Yeah. What do you think that everyone has that capability of doing it? Because in, I have an opinion about this, but I'm curious, like you, even you're saying, you know, give away the secrets, sell the implementation. But do you think that everyone has the capacity to grow on social media? Because I personally don't. You don't think everybody has the capability to? No. I would agree with you. I think everyone can if you really want to. Yeah. But that's the difference between you being able to actually do it versus will you do it? Like, well, I, yeah. I, I could do it. Yeah, you could, but will you? And yeah. I think there's different people. I don't know what you call it. And I know some people have, they, they, they think that I isolate certain people. You have to have it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But you have to have like this crazy gene about you of like, I'm going to just figure out YouTube. I'm going to figure out Instagram. I'm just going to like get really good at being on camera. I'm going to get really good at just like understanding my message. And to be honest with you, I was actually speaking to a client today and he's like, man, a lot of like the people that I'm working with, they just don't know what they're talking about. And that's why they can't show up on social because they're not actually confident what they're saying because they're yeah. like, well, you know, how do you have the confidence to speak on camera and talk about what you're talking about? It's because he's like, I know my shit. Yeah. And like the reason most people can't actually grow, it's because you're trying to sell something that you don't actually fucking believe in. Yeah. That's it. Yep. And like, that's yeah. why, man, like the longevity game, the people that really see this through are the people that like actually have a long-term plan with it. Not just trying to cash in for some like, you know, fucking short-term likes or whatever yeah. it is, like a quick 10 K month. Like you got to be in it for the right reasons too. Yeah. And people can smell ads from a mile away. Um, I, I, 100%. I'm, I'm curious, 
because you're talking about confidence. What's the difference between confidence and arrogance? It's a great question. I would look at, I mean, I, I look at it in a couple different ways. I think confidence is when you're, <laughs> I think confidence is, and this is more of like an insecurity thing, is when you don't put your fucking likes on Instagram to others because you're worried about other people seeing the lack of likes you get because your content sucks and your engagement is shit, right? Mm -hmm. And I say that harshly because I know so many people hide behind the, well, if I just put my likes to others, it's gonna empower me to make more content. No, it's not. Because you know in the back end your content's shit and your engagement sucks. So that's not actually a guise. You just, you're, you're, it's not actually a, an empowering thing. You're just still hiding behind it. And it's like, you look at it as like, oh, well, you know, I don't really care about the likes. If it wasn't about the likes, you'd still show up on social. Yep. And oh, by the way, the people that, I, I actually, I'm not, I'm not going to say any names. There's this one person that I follow and I don't fucking understand it, but it bothers me, man. And it's just like <laughs> her, con like, like the, the, the content doesn't do well Yeah. in an hour, 30,000 likes, five comments. I'm like, why are you paying for likes? Yeah. It's because it's, it's because you have a, it's because you, you, you have this like aura of you that feels like you need to show, show to people that your content's hitting and it's doing really well. Yeah. And I'm like, it just, it doesn't make sense. And I, I don't know, man, it's just, I, I think confidence for me, the way I look at it as like, you just show up on social relentlessly. And like, even if you don't fully know what you're talking about, like you're going to figure it out and you just get 1% better at making content. And you don't have this chip on your shoulder of like, I know everything. I think mm -hmm. that's the one thing that's what I'm getting at is when I look at a lot of people in the space, the people that I know yeah. that are really successful, they always say it depends. Because there's a lot of cases where yeah. certain things and certain people, it depends. Yeah. Like, I don't know everything. I'm never going to be speaking in absolutes. I'm like, you know what? It depends on this. It depends <laughs> on that. And it's always like, you I'm know, never going to be like, this is the only way and the one way. I love that. And the reason I love that is because uh, you're talking about genuine organic marketing, right? Yeah. Because the people that say they're doing growth marketing, right? Or like organic lead generation. Like, I, I was talking to someone about this yesterday. Um, like organic, organic in content is almost like all natural in like the grocery aisle. It's like, it doesn't actually mean what you think it means. And anyone that actually does organic content is they like everyone I've talked to is like, why did that video pop off? Why did you super grow? It's like, I don't know exactly why this one did. And this one didn't. All I know is like, I'm testing, I'm iterating, I'm trying new things. I'm getting 1% better. But it's like, I, I can't tell you, I, I haven't cracked the code because there is no code to crack. And if anyone's claimed to crack the code, it's likely that they're scamming you. Correct. And I can't really stand the, I know. And I, and I don't, I, I, it just bothers me. The ads of people of like, I've cracked the code of Instagram where I cracked the cr code on threads. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah. I'm like, you 100% did it. You maybe, you maybe had a, some virality or you had some post do really well. And now you're like, I'm going to mark this to people. And I'm like, yeah. it, man, it baffles me. The people that, claim that they have the algorithm figured out. And I'm like, do you realize the algorithm is smarter than you? I'm like, it's literally trained probably by AI right now to like figure you out. I bet the algorithm yeah. knows you better than you know you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love, well, the other thing that's kind of interesting to me is like what's relevant now won't be relevant tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What is uh, like, and if you honestly, like, I think I've seen people where it's like, if you just put enough content out for a long enough period of time and it's a good enough quality, eventually something's going to work accidentally like there's people that are doing really really incredible things that probably boast that they know it or planned or initiated it and it's like nope you just you just were what everyone else isn't which is diligent and consistent mm -hmm. 
And as long as you're doing that, that's like it's going to lead to something good. And I, and not only just consistently, but like relentlessly. Yeah. Meaning you are showing up daily if that's your ambition. I say this: you have to match your ambition with your actions and your attitude. That is like the holy trinity. And I refer to that as like Harry Potter in the Deathly Hollows, right? You need like the resurrection stone, the uh, <laughs> the cloak of invisibility, and the elder wand to be the most powerful yeah. wizard. If you want to be the most powerful person on social media, like whatever your ambitions are, you have to have the right actions that match that and the right attitude that fits that. Love it. So tell me about you. Do you yep. primarily work at this point with fitness people still? Or do you, no. are you more broad with, with how many people you take on as clients? I'm more broad in a sense of people that are not just in the U.S. that are fitness coaches, but people that are overseas. And yes, I do work with some fitness coaches. It's real estate, mortgage brokers, it's business coaches. So it's more broad. And I think that plays to how I've grown in social is because I've gone more broad with my content and not just specific in fitness because I did fitness for five years. Yeah. And now that I've expanded to more entrepreneurs and more business owners, I feel like that's why content took off because I'm speaking everyone's language now. Did, did you see growth when you were talking to that pond of fitness? I mean, fitness is a, it's a lake, but now you're saying you're talking to like an ocean and it's so much more broad. But like, did you see a similar level of dedication in terms of your audience? Or that's a great was it question. Really when you went broader? It was when I went more broad. And the reason being is because I grew my audience by proxy of working with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's personal trainer, Jordan Syatt, formerly, and Zach Rushlow, who is the Flexible Adding Lifestyle on Instagram, and two larger names within the fitness space. And I worked with them combined for three years, and I was able to grow audience by proxy of working with them, like I mentioned. After my time working with Jordan, I lost people for two years. I lost audience for two years. And this mm -hmm. is from the end of 2020 all the way until literally last year of October is when I started yeah. to grow again. And that's when I started, that's when everything started to take off. But I had to rework the audience because all the people that were consuming my content, yes, were fitness coaches, which was great, but it was also a lot of ideal clients that would be in the 40, 50 year old range that probably wouldn't even, that they're like, we're looking to lose weight and all this, but like, we're not looking to grow on social whatsoever. And yeah. so that was the key is really articulating my message to fit the audience and to understand like, let me see where they're at and let me just put out the content to see if it finds them. Yeah. Do you, to talk to creatives in this space, because I think creatives, I say this, creatives are really great at being creative. They're really bad at making money. Yeah. Business owners are generally really great at making money and they're great at a different type of creativity, but they're really bad at this type of creativity. Um, so yeah. how, how would you go about bridging that gap? And if, if you're talking to someone that's a creative in this space that says like, I would love to, to have a business, even just being a service provider, maybe it's working with one person, maybe it's working with five, 10 people. How would you go about, go about bridging that gap and finding the people that you would actually want to work with and skip all those pain in the ass clients? It's a great question. And I, my, my simple answer to that is like, be clear on who you want to serve do you want to be holding hands with someone that needs you at their beck and call and needs every little thing fixed? Or have you ever seen that meme of it's, it's like a $500 client asks like 20 mm -hmm. questions and like a $50,000 client, yeah, like, like payment sent, paid. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, that's how I look at it. It's like, I only, for me right now, I only want you if you're a seven, eight figure earner, 
because yeah. you're in a different headspace, meaning yep. you don't need me to hold your hand all the time. It's just like, what do I need to do this week? And what's like plan of action? Go do it. And like, you yeah. need to message me. Cool. Like that's it. And like we check in here and there versus someone who's a little bit lower and that's not a bad thing at all, but they might require more assistance and more hand. Yep. I just don't have the patience for that. Me and yeah. Rico, I, I just don't. And that's coming <laughs> from a sense of awareness. I'm, I'm serious because I've, I've dealt with it in the past. Now, yeah. mind you, I do have that sense of awareness when it comes to like my group community on Facebook, where I have like a course that I run for like that size of like a five, six figure earner, but otherwise seven, eight figure earner, like one-on-one -on -one with me, it needs, to, I, it needs to be like efficient and I no headaches. Like that's just they, a non, well, a non negotiable. It sounds like, it sounds like they have to non-negotiably trust you. So if you give something to them, they go and implement and do it, which to be fair, right. I think to your point, like I've seen, that's what happens. Like, I think we target, you know, you're doing one to 3 million a year and if you're doing that kind of that range, then the expense first off the price point for our retainer is pretty justified because we're delivering on something that would benefit you from a marketing spend perspective. And then the interactions are so much less like I'm so desperate for growth. And it's like, Nope, I just want to give value to people. I want to help people. Mm -hmm. Like if that's your goal, it's like so much easier to work with someone at that level. What, what has been your, like, give me, give me a horror story for you of like you worked with a specific type of client, you don't have to say names or anything like that, but just a type of client that you're like, I never want to work with that type of client again. Um, Maybe it's a project yeah. as well. Maybe it's a specific type of project, a specific deliverable. So I'm going to say this from like Enrico, who was the videographer editor, where yeah. I was, and, and again, th th this is actually to the last point of like, I was severely undercharging because yeah. I just wanted to take what I could, right? Yep. And I didn't know better. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And like, I was getting paid like 2K a month to fly out to a client and stay with them for a week and film <laughs> YouTube. And I know like, like YouTube and Instagram content, Dude. right? Dude, come on. I know. Goodness and, gracious. But, but, but mind you, now, now I, I have complete knowledge on that, which we don't need to, we don't need to, <laughs> to razz that enough. We're gonna, I'll, I'll do it enough right now. But it, it gave me the, the insight because when it came down to our time terminating, I'm not going to say it got ugly, but it was, it, it was immature on the other end in a sense that the, the reason for the breakup was I'm like, really? I'm like, I've stayed with you for a long time and like, I've never been late on stuff. And like, it, it, it just, it was one of those things where I'm like, man, like no matter how much you do for someone in that sense, it just, and, and it was like a cheaper price point. There's always going to be a fucking problem. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, anyone that I've charged higher for, I've never had a single problem. And if anything, it's been immediately rectified and corrected. And I will say this, if you are creative, I'm not saying you need to go out of your way to go charge higher. I do think you show up differently. Mm -hmm. Meaning if you have a certain price point, like to film, to edit, whatever that is, like you just show up differently because you're like, I'm getting paid what I feel like I'm worth. I'm not going to have any like low level resentment or like yep. in the background resentment. And if when yep. something happens, you're, you're slowly like, well, you're not paying me enough. Like, but, but you can't actually say that and you don't know how to communicate that. So it's like, 
justifying how much you need to get paid up front and like what that looks like to have deliverables and all communication. Like that's the biggest thing for me is I'm like communicate is having that clearly outlined. So you don't feel anything like what if, and when something happens, it's like, you're like, you know what? I did my job. I got paid what it was. It was just a parting of ways. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, how long did it take you before you started making what you thought was like, there was a turning point at some point for you as a creative where you said, okay, now I can do this. I, there's a way to scale this. I can, I can make this happen. When was that? At what point were you like, yep, there's, there's some breathing room here. In, in what regard? Like how, like financially in your business, realizing that, uh, yeah, just the, what you what you were charging, what your services were like, did, had you been working for like a year or two, you said six months working for a specific client. Like, had you been working for a long period of time, making nothing and being like, how am I going to make ends meet? How long was that point to the point where you're like, yep, I am a, I am actually a business owner <laughs> that just happens to, to do services and creative. Yeah. Great question. I will. So it, it does tie into that a little bit, I'd say, but I also looked at it as when I stopped showing up as Enrico, the videographer editor who was acting out of scarcity of like, I need to just take jobs because this is the only identity that I have. And yep. when I stepped out of, I'm like, I have more to give to people. Like, yep. like, damn it. I, I'm like, I'm like, I have more to fucking give to people. Right. Yeah. Cause I love being on camera. I enjoy it. I love showing up on there and I'm not just someone who needs to stand behind the camera. And again, if you like doing that and like sitting behind a computer, I'm like, I'm not knocking that at all. I actually yeah. genuinely enjoy being in front of the camera and like, yeah. I'm not a character. Who I am right now is who you literally get 24 seven. I can verify I that over DMs too. <laughs> yes. I appreciate that. And, <laughs> and, and the reason for that is I'm like, you know what? Like I have so much more to offer to people. And my one, uh, former friend of mine, uh, unfortunately, um, he told me, he's like, you need to just sell your brain. And he's like, you're, you're so much more valuable to people without laptop and camera and just like your brain with like everything you've learned over the past five to six years and yeah. like all the concepts that you understand. And just even when I would give him advice, he's just like, man, like, like do a video on that. And, and it, it didn't click for me. Cause I'm like, who's going to want to hear that. Right. It's like the curse of knowledge where you almost know so much that it's like, no one's going to find that helpful. And when I learn how to package that information, I'm like, oh, this actually does work and it does actually make sense. Right. And I think when it clicked for me that I'm like, Oh, this is actually like a business is when I made, I mean, we don't have to get into dollar amounts, but like I, when I made like six times more what I was making per month, yeah, like from working with one client, then I like, I did doing it on my own. And, and, and mind you, that was for like older jobs that I had, that I, I had had. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I did that in like one month. And I'm like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Right. And mind you, that yeah. was like from not even really asking. And like, maybe I, I pitched, I think I pitched like a, a, like a lower level course and like people were just so bought into me and I'm like, got it. Yep. Yeah. What there's a, there's a turning point for every creative. I think when, when you have to acknowledge that because like you're a technician, if you're just doing the service, whether it's copywriting, whether it's videography, whether it's editing, whatever it is, um, you're a technician. And then there's that point where you're like, I am a, I'm a, you know, an entrepreneur and I'm a business owner and all those things like the operations aspect of all those things are so different. Um, what would you say to that person that's probably like, say they're doing like maybe close to 10 K a month and they could just coast and be like, yep, I'm just living. I got my clients. I'm doing my thing. Do you think that people should be content at that level? Should they, 
pursue content for themselves and invest in themselves because often creatives don't do that? Or should they try to scale that and outsource? It's a great question. And um, it, it literally depends. I mean, what's your ambition? Like, what's your mm -hmm. goal? Like, what mm -hmm. do you want? I know for me, I want a million subscriber YouTube channel. I want to have big things like that in the future. And I yeah. know maybe I won't be able to do that by myself, but I look at one of my biggest inspirations, Casey Neistat, like he was able to do it because he just loved yeah. it. And I, I, I genuinely love the guy. I, I hope to meet him one day. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I just, his, his, his process behind how he edits and everything. And it's just, it's such a good reminder of like, this is a guy who was starting a business, had a baby, had a family, and he made it work. And like he was daily mm -hmm. vlogging. And oh, by the way, he dropped out of high school because he had a kid at 17 and he yeah. just figured it out, right? That's yeah. always been my mantra is I'm like, I'm always going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to figure that out for what that is for you. Like if you're happy at mm -hmm. five figures a month and that kind of covers everything. And again, I don't know your situation, right? Yeah. It's just me and my girlfriend. We live in Dallas. Like we love our apartment. It's like a two bedroom apartment right now. Like we want a house eventually. Like we want big things. And I'm like, cool. So my actions and, and, and ambitions need to match that and Love whatever it. regard that is, right? Like I want to be able to take out, like I want big brand deals. Like I have an all saints. I'm like, I want to do a, do a brand with all saints. Like I want that, right? Like yeah. road Mike, I want that. Like I want mm -hmm. all these big deals with these big companies. Cause I'm like, I know I can offer so much more to them. And Oh, by the way, what's super cool is I'm like, I realized a lot of big companies. I'm like, they have no clue what they're doing on social. None of them. Yeah. I'm not gonna say none of them, but a majority of them. And I'm yeah. like, there's still a gap for me. And I'm like, cool. That's what I'm after. Love, love. Talk to me about Casey Neistat. I love Casey Neistat too. I love, I love how he's a storyteller who just so happens to choose a video camera to be the way to capture it. And he just so happens to be a pretty decent editor. <laughs> what, yeah. what, uh, when did you start following him? What do you like about him? What do you think, what do you think creatives need to learn from him? It's a great question. It's funny. I actually have been watching his vlogs every single day, like starting from the older ones. Same. Because, same, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I genuinely enjoy the story aspect, but there was so much stuff that I missed. There mm -hmm. was so much stuff that I, I just, I didn't catch. And I looked at it when I was watching Casey, it was, I was in college. It was my freshman year of college. And I was like, I'm just, I'm, I, I, or actually no, my, my sophomore year when I dropped out of becoming a doctor. And that's when I like started enjoying this whole YouTube thing and filming and everything. And I'm like, I just, I don't know how I found him actually, but I just, I just liked him and he yeah. made me fall in love with New York city. Mm. And I've always wanted to visit New York city because of Casey. Mm -hmm. It was never because of, I wanted to go. I'm like, I want to go because he made me love the city. Yep. And I'm like, hang on. I, I know so much about one person's life. I know his daughter, like his, his daughter, Francine, his wife, Candace, her business, his business, the people that are around him, like all the little quirks about him, all like his boosted boards. I'm like, I know so much about a guy that I've never met, Yeah. but I feel like I know him. Yeah. And I'm like, that is powerful. And what was cool is when he would break down these really simple concepts in an elementary way, but yet the way in which he portrays the content is extremely playful. Yeah. extremely playful right when he says goodbye he like does this you know and like when he's like drawing things over the top yeah and yeah i'll say this no no video was ever the same there was always a different meaning to it there's always a different story that he wanted to tell there's always a different experience he wanted to share and I, I i just i don't know i i enjoy a lot of how he told the story in a video and 
to be honest, to be honest with you, when I was in college, like I would go skip class to go film a time lapse for my vlog. Yeah. We're like, mind you, ten people were watching it, but I'm like, yep. Casey's doing this, so I got to do it because that's super cool. <laughs> and I'm like, I want, I want to tell a story like that. You yeah. know. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like that. That makes me want to pick up a camera, even though that's not my thing. It's like that's that's what makes me want to do it. Um, yeah, I love how he says something. It's like like don't tell me, show me. That's my favorite. Uh, he, I did you watch that episode of him? Uh, it was he was being interviewed by Jack Conte from um, the Patreon guy. Uh, Patreon. Yeah. Did you see that interview? Yes. I, I literally just watched it yesterday. Oh my gosh, dude! It was awesome. It was and it's phenomenal. the funniest thing. It's the funniest thing because like those types of interviews, like I'm like, how is this? This is totally viral. It's like it's like the Colin and Samir stuff. It's like super. Like this is the coolest thing I've seen, and it's like eight thousand views, ten thousand views, twenty. Like it's like nothing. No one's appreciating it, and so that's just such an interesting concept to me. It's like the people that are the best at this, like there's not many people like you who are like, yeah, I could eat all this up, and I want to like I'm gonna fanboy super hard on Casey Neistat because that's just what I want to do. I respect it a lot because I think you grow a lot by studying those types of people. Studying people like Mr. Yeah. Beast. If you watch every single Mr. Beast interview, you're going to learn quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, you have an ambition to hit a million subscribers on YouTube. I'm confident you can make it happen. Um, what's your game plan? There's a gap between you now and being there. So what does that look like? Uh, I, I'll be fully honest with you. That is still getting out of my own way because I struggle with relinquishing control a lot, heavily. Yeah. Because I held on to an identity of I was only Enrico, the videographer and photographer and editor. Yeah. Like that's been, that was my identity for five, six years. And it's still a struggle for me because I've turned down massive people. And I've people that people that you would say like you're stupid for doing that. But I look at it as that's just not what I want. Mm-hmm. It's just not what I want. And part of me, it's so interesting, part of me looks at and, 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 I, and I watch some of the people that I could have worked for, and I'm like, I'm like, part of me, I'm like, man, that could have been me, like, behind the scenes doing that. But I'm like, but I wouldn't be where I'm at now, yeah. you know? And part of me is still having to get rid of that identity. And it's been a struggle because, like I said, I've, I've held on to it for so long, and, and I hold on to um, identities for a while because I was supposed to be a doctor for a majority of my life. Right, and I dropped that in college all because of Gary Vaynerchuk, who, who gave me the permission to do so. <laughs> right, and so it's like there, there's been a lot of checkpoints for me, and I've I've exponentially grown every single year because I've shed another layer of myself and being okay. And like like this year, for example, I've not hired editors, but I've outsourced some videos to test it with editors. I wouldn't have done that a month mm-hmm. ago. I would not yeah. have done that because I've yeah. been like, you can't do it. Like. You suck. Like you're not as good as me, right? And it's yeah. like I, I, it's a control thing. And I've gotten better with being like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to fully write copy the best, but I can be okay at it, right? Or like m- marketing emails. And I've really just stepped back and understood like, there's other people that are stronger at certain things. And yep. maybe for me, that's not spending X amount of time filming a YouTube video or editing it, and that's doing other yeah. things, right? And it's like that's okay if someone else takes control of that. And yeah. that's still something that is the goal is like, I want not necessarily a big team, but I want like people that are fucking sharks around me that can go do other things that not necessarily that I can't do, but just isn't my best use of time. Yeah. I respect that a lot. I feel like I want to challenge you on it. How can you listen to people like Gary and Alex and some of these people and not have that be your first thought of not just outsourcing. Cause like when I say outsourcing, 
there's a there's a negative connotation of like lesser like mm. you're giving it to someone lesser and they're going to do a less capable job and it's not what you're talking about is you're approaching your craft and you're approaching content almost as an art form and you're referencing people who approach it as an art form Casey Casey and I said approaches it as an art form you, how can you listen to these entrepreneurial people that haven't ever edited a video haven't ever posted a piece of content you know like or at least been years since they like Alex Ramosi doesn't click on his phone and click post you know um, how how can you watch that content and not think to myself yep I need to do that right now I think it's to your point they've never held a camera or edited a video and mm. I don't think that they have any respect for the art form of it and that and that's that's in the best way possible I yeah. don't think that they have any insight as to what actually goes into making this stuff. And part of me still, I genuinely actually love it, right? Yeah. Like, yep. I and, and, and I've said this, I'm like, I wouldn't be nearly anywhere where I'm at today if I didn't pick up a camera. And so I feel like getting, like even Casey, Casey today, he's like in his 40s something. I'm like, he still, he still yeah. films. And I'm like, I, I, I don't ever want to lose that. I don't ever, ever, ever want to lose that because that's why I got started. And I think I live in a place of maybe having a little bit of fear of if I relinquish some control, I'm just going to give it up fully. And mm. I don't want to lose that version of myself. And again, mm. maybe that's a story that I tell myself. And mind you, I'm extremely aware of my own inner work and inner dialogue and upper limiting myself and just all the things that I, all the stories that I tell myself. And it's been, it's been interesting because it's been something that I've had to deal with a lot. And it's yeah. something where it's stepping into big thought leader, right? Where yeah. like I have a lot of speeches planned for the next, like for the remainder of the year and next year. And it's like, holy shit, like that's happening. Like I, I, I even said, I'm like earlier this year, I'm like, I want that. And it's, and it's happening. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's manifesting and, and it's cool. But at the same time, there's still like the, the kid in me that like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give up that art form, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting, but I, I feel myself getting emotional talking about it in, in a weird way. I, I don't know why. So it's a great question. Um, yeah. The reason I love that is because I think, I think you're tapping into something that's, that's universal for every artist. Um, and I think you can recognize this as a consultant and as someone who's done services for high level people. We are so great at critiquing, um, strategizing, consulting and helping others because that critique that judgment part of us comes so naturally like you can look at any piece of content and if you have any sense of taste you can be like yep this is why this worked this is why it didn't work this is what i would do to make it better it's so hard to do that for yourself it's so hard to do that it's so hard to look yeah. at your own piece of thing that you put effort into and i think i talk to musicians about this all the time and it's like i was actually talking to a musician yesterday and i was just saying like hey You'd be so much, you're, you would grow so much more if you just focused on songwriting and you didn't, and you gave up production because you're better at songwriting than you are production. You'd be so much better at, like, and in your case, like, you'd, you're in front of the camera and you just, there's a sense of you that lights up, but it's like you would grow so much more if you never shot another video. Just because the what you want yeah. to accomplish, like, that's the price it has to pay. I, I wish, I've always wanted someone to, like, come and say that to me and be like, hey, Grant, like, I want to do all of this for you. The same way that you've done for some business owners, you've done for some, for some future clients, I've done for some people where it's like, yep, I love who you are and I want to help you tell your stories. Artists yeah. need that too. Artists need that like, 
someone being like intrinsically like I believe in you and I, I believe that what you're doing is incredible and I want to help you tell it. Yeah, I want to add to that, man, because it's you put that that was so eloquent the way you said that because the like I said the, the two pillar people in my career Jordan Syatt and Zach Rushlow, and I was so bought into them, mm-hmm. and I was so I, I'm like. I, I will like I'll if it came to it I'm like I'd work for free I don't care yeah because yeah. I'm like I I'm so invested in you yep. and yeah I, I I you you put that really well I think a part of me wants like a younger version of Enrico to hit him yeah. up and be like man <laughs> I'll move to Texas tomorrow I'll like, change I your life help bro. you yeah yeah and it's like I yeah. want to just help you I want to like just be I I want to just do whatever and I'm like. That it, it, it's such a beautiful thing because I know when I find that person, I'm like, you will have the best fucking position in the world because I know what it was like yeah. when you're kind of gro- growing through it a little bit. And I'm like, I yeah. have so much empathy for it. And also too, like I did everything. I wore all the hats. I edited the podcast audios. I made the YouTube thumbnails. I edited the YouTube videos, Instagram cutdowns, TikTok. But like I did all of it and I've worn all those hats. And so I understand the respect and the craft that like – all those, all of it has, right? And now that I step away, and like I, I work with uh, with TubeBuddy, which is like a big YouTube education channel, and yeah. all I do is film a video. We out, we I send it to an editor, I communicate it with an editor, I get a thumbnail done because we have thumbnail people that we that that do it, and it's like, wow, like I'm giving up control of, of this, and I'm okay yeah. with it. You know, yeah. and so that's been a real what, experience. Wait, but what's me, the difference you know? between that versus your own channel? What's the difference? That's a great question. Because <laughs> it's not. Well, uh, you know what? No, it's, it, it is a good question because it's not mine. Mm-hmm. But also, I but also I still show is up. It, on, is it any less you though? Is it? No, because I still show up the highest version of myself on that channel for every single video because I know that's a reflection to me as much as it is the channel. And so mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I am so aligned with it because I want to help. I want to. I want them to get to a million, right? And I'm yeah. like, I, I, I look at it as like an us thing because I'm like, I feel like I'm, yeah. I'm part of the mission, <laughs> you know. I talk to so many creatives that are so like that are like you that it's just like there's just such an intrinsic level of talent, yeah. That uh, that it's almost like if you decided whatever you decided to do, if you just stuck to it, it would happen. And so that's why I'm like, I have just. Zero doubt in my mind. If you just said, okay, I'm going to stop everything else and I'm going to focus on my own channel, you could grow that to a million subscribers. Just, there's 100%. just zero doubt in my mind. Same way with you're talking about TikTok, Instagram, over 100K. What you, and you, you mentioned in the front end, like you didn't feel a sense of, or at least you've referenced this, you, you didn't feel a sense of validation because of the number. You just showed up every, every day and you wanted to help people and it was about the one person. What, what's, What's going to be the differentiating factor between Enrico at 100K versus Enrico at a million on both of those platforms as well? The differentiator, I think, is, I mean, from an energetic perspective, I'm always going to be me. I'll be the same exact person. I think the differentiator is I'm going to step on stage with the people that are doing it really well in social that I used to look up to that now I stand side by side on. And that's going to be fucking cool when I get to post those videos of me being able to share a stage with Gary or like speak on a stage with him. And maybe he's headlining it, but like I got to speak at it and like, that's going to be cool because then I'll, and I I won't even feel like I made it, but it'll it'll really come full circle is because I'm like, you put out a piece of content. I left school because of that. And I changed my major because of that. Then I met you and your apartment at your gym. And I'm like, this is fucking cool. And now 
like I get to speak on the same stage with you. Like that's that's powerful. Yeah. What what do you dis, what do you say to people that hesitate to start? You get that question a lot, and a lot yeah. of your content like that's in your wheelhouse. Someone doesn't want to start. What do you say to them to 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 galvanize them to say you have to do this? I used to say, "What's it costing you?" Now I say, "What are all the possibilities because of it?" Meaning, if you were to start this, let's say it does happen. What all the po- what are all the possibilities? What whatever it is that happens. Let's say you make. 30K a month because of social, just on Instagram. Let's say you're able to be financially free. Let's say you're able to raise your children and leave your nine to five that you hate. Not that I'm hating on nine to fives, but like. <laughs> We're creatives, so you can. Right, but, but then it's like, then what? What does that feel like? Yeah. What does that look like to you? Because I used to go to what's it costing you of like, oh, you're, you're the cost of inaction and like go more negative. But now I'm like, well, what are all the things that are the possibilities that could happen? Right? Mm-hmm. Most people, they get fearful when they make a video. They're like, well, what if a thousand people see it? I'm like, what if a thousand people see it? Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. do you understand? If you were to quantify what a thousand people look like, if, if I threw a thousand people in front of you right now, you'd probably be like, oh my God, that's a lot of people. But we look at it on social of like, oh, it only got a thousand views. But I'm like, no, no, no. You got a thousand views. Like a thousand people looked at your video. Mm-hmm. And maybe someone watched it again. But I'm like, that's someone spending more time with you. But regardless, I'm like, that's an, that's, a, that's an opportunity that you can't even fathom right now. And I also say this too. If you really have large ambitions to make impact on the world, make change on the world, or you want to reach a lot of people, you want to help people, it's selfish of you to not do that. Because at the end of the day, if you can look at your children when, they're, when you're 90 years old and say, you know what? I didn't do it because I was scared. Are you going to be proud of yourself for that? Like, if you're a father, are you going to be proud of yourself as that, as a man? Like, if you're a mother, you're going to be like, yeah, well, mom, mom, you're going to tell your daughter mommy quit. Mommy couldn't do it because mommy was scared of some random fucking person from high school. Like, like, like when, when you say that out loud, it's so stupid. But I'm like, these are the conversations I have with people because this is who they're scared of. And I'm like, when you say it out loud, when you're 90 years old, are you really going to articulate to them that like, yeah, it was someone from high school that I was worried about them critiquing my video. And I'm like, it's selfish of you to do that because your future children, your future life is depending on you to do that, to make it happen, whatever that is. And if you don't have a, and if you have a plan B for whatever it is, you're going to fail. And I promise you, you will. Why? Because you're going to subconsciously hold yourself back because you're not going to go full throttle on what plan A is. And if plan A is, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make Instagram work. I'm going to make YouTube work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to build my business here. Whatever it takes, do it. And if you fail, oh, well, try again. What, is your, what, what platform are you most excited about right now? Forever and always YouTube. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to kick you in the, kick in the ass right here because you don't post any of your shorts on YouTube. The last time you posted a short on YouTube was, was, uh, was back in May. And it's deliberate. I don't. You know why? Because I don't want the audience to be trained to only consume my short form content. And I want to be able to go to YouTube when I can post long form content that I'm proud of, that I'm happy about. And mind you, I've been posted. I posted um, the video I did on like Matt Reif, the comedian. I posted mm-hmm. that on YouTube. It's a it's a longer short, but I want to yeah. test that out a little bit more. And I want to put out longer content that I'm actually aligned with and passionate about not just shorts because it's going to get me some quick subscribers if i'm when i'm putting out long-form content that i'm 
extremely passionate about, I'm going to supplement it with shorts because then that way it's, you're getting the, you're going to pay attention to me on the long form, but then you're also going to get a hit of me here on shorts. It's not just shorts. And then I have a hard time to convert you over to long form. Hmm. Do you, do you, so you think like, I mean, you are, but you're someone who's in that small place where you've been able to grow a monetizable audience with, with short form. That's hard. That's mm-hmm. a really hard thing to do. Most people require some level of the podcast, some level of just something to be able to earn trust because the more time I spend with you, the more I'm going to trust you. Right. So how, how should people be approaching short form in the case where it's like, rather than it being, rather than give me like a templative answer, when you're approaching social media on TikTok and on Instagram, what's a way I should be considering condensing value so I can give it to a community? Get them to a community? No, give it to whatever my community is, whether it's 500 people, whether it's 5,000 people. What's a way that I should be approaching short form content so that I can best care for people through that medium? Number one, you actually have to care about the other person on the other side of the video. You genuinely have to care about them because like we talked about before, people can sniff it out when you don't actually care or where when your energy's not aligned with it. And mm-hmm. I think people look at short form as, oh my God, I only have 60 seconds. I have to make this so quick and I have to be rushed. And it's like, no, you don't have to be. Like you have up to 90 seconds if you want. But like I always say, make it as short as it needs to be. Cut out any other filler, any stuff that like you would click off on. But then if it needs to be longer, great, keep it like that. Like there is no right or wrong within that. Again, it depends, right? Whatever the message is. But also understanding, and this solves 99% of every problem people have. Know who you're talking to. And I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, I want to work with moms that are in their 30s or I want to work with, you know, entrepreneur. No, no, no. Like what are they doing from the time they wake up until they go to bed? Everything. What are they saying to themselves? What are they not saying to themselves? What are they pissed about? What bothered them in the morning? Did they check their social and like, fuck, my video didn't do well this morning? Are they going back at night and being like, damn it, no leads came in this morning. I forgot to post on Instagram again, right? Are they getting, are they, what are they feeling, right? What does their day-to-day look like? Do they have children? Are the children maybe bugging them and showing them videos on TikTok that they're doing and now that's sucking away time from them being able to create? Maybe they have a spouse that doesn't actually like when they create videos because of some insecurity shit, right? Like to a T, to a T, because this solves 99% of every single problem and every question of what content do I make and what do I do for... That solves all of it because you know the problems that they're facing. You know what they want. You know the desires that they have, right? All I know business owners want more fucking money. They want to make more money. They want to get more leads. They want to learn this social thing because they know business really well. But when it comes to social, they're like, what do I do, right? Mm-hmm. And they also want to be able to leverage social to help them build a larger audience because they want more credibility. They want more publicity. They want more fame. They want to be able to get more speaking events, more b- bigger things. I know what they want, right? I know all the things that they want. Because you want it. Because <laughs> I want it, right. Yeah. But like, I, I, I understand to a T what they want and what they struggle with, yeah. right? And, and I'm in a place where I'm like, I know the whole content game. Mind you, I'm not like an assassin at business like most people are. But I will say, like, we can trade on that. We're like, you're great on business. Cool. Like, I'll help you implement the social. I love the idea of dedicating yourself to consistent action. What's something you recommend for people where it's, they're saying, um, and I guess this is not towards creatives, this is towards individuals. Probably that, that person that does, isn't tech savvy, isn't social media savvy, 
but they're recognizing that their business is going to depend on it and that they need to get leads long term and they want to influence people long term. Um, what's a practice that you recommend, say, like for 30 days and how they can start out for 30 days? What Say like they haven't done anything or they have some pictures of their kids and pictures of their dog and pictures of their vacation. Um, what would you recommend to them and say, like, hey, I think you should do this? Number one, I would get in front of video and get on a video platform, whether that's Instagram, TikTok, whatever that is, because that's going to be the hardest obstacle you overcome is speaking to a camera. And what I'd recommend is talk about shit you know. Don't try to talk about stuff that you don't know to where you have to make up something and you're like, oh, and you're like choppy and you're not confident. Like confidence comes in knowing what you're talking about and like Mm -hmm. only talk about the things that you know. Meaning if there was something that happened the other day with a client, like share that experience, just literally talk about it. Look at it as, you know what? I'm just going to step up to the plate today. And like for the next 30 days, I'm just taking 30 at bats. That's all I'm doing. And guess what? I'm going to get a hit. I might get a double. I might even get Mm -hmm. a fucking home run. Great. Like amazing. Cause Derek Jeter stepped up to the plate 12,000 times and he only made contact 30% of the time, still made the hall of fame. So it is unreasonable for you for the next 30 days, 60, 90 your life to look at every single piece of content as that's going to be a home run. Cause the only way you lose on social is if you don't show up and step up to the plate. So just step up. I'm going to, I'm going to direct that at one person that's in my community that, that she, she asked me today. She said, uh, I I've been posting for 14 days straight and the last two posts I have, they don't have as many views as the one before what's happening. What's happening? Like like, what's wrong? How do I fix this? And I was like, What's her, if you want uh, to accomplish I, I, what you, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say her name. Yeah, I, she, say she's super, she, uh, I can just say her name is Sarah. That's, that's his basically, but Sarah, listen to that. And I, I agree with that. And then do what I told you to do, which is be willing to put consistent action. Cause I guarantee you, if you do this for three to five years and you grow 1% every single day, you're going to grow and your page is going to grow and your community is going to grow. You're going to make money. Yeah. yeah. And what I'll say to that too, Sarah or Mike or Jill or insert whatever other name because I know a lot of people fall into this, 14 posts is nothing. I would rather you come back to me in 14 months having made a post every single day. That way we have a larger data size. It's the exact <laughs> same person, man. And mind you, I, I relate this to people that, wait, that in the fitness space. They're like, I've been in a calorie deficit for two weeks now. Why is, or, 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 or 48 hours, why is nothing yeah. working? And yep. I'm like, how about you come back to me in 28 weeks? Like, I mean, expand to, to your be honest, timeline. This is what I'm saying. Like, have you seen Mr. Beast's first videos? Right? They sucked. I'm sorry. Like, they sucked. Have you they seen? Did. Like, did you listen to Coldplay's first EP? No, you haven't. I guarantee you, you haven't listened to it. But it's awful. And even that first album, like, Justin Bieber's the only guy that really had a, a banging first record. Like, let's let's. I, in my opinion, let's just like look at the stuff that you start doing and be okay to fail for a ridiculous long period of time. In fact, I am very small. I will be failing for the next two years. And even if I grow, it'll be accidental. And I'm not going to claim something from it because I'm going to be willing to fail for the next 10 years. The reality is like the impact you want to have requires a certain level of input in order to get a certain level of output. Um, Rico, I I appreciate how you exemplify this and I'm going to challenge you because there'll be a timestamp on this. I'm going to challenge you. I just, I want to see you commit to putting stuff out for yourself on your own YouTube channel to achieve the goals that you want to have because I think people need to hear this. I think people Mm. need the help that you have to offer. And uh, in the same way that you've been influenced by some of these people like Gary, I mean, 
everyone that's doing anything now is influenced by Gary. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there's people that won't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, and they will know who Rico is. And the only way to do that is to, to let go a little bit more and get some help, whether it's free help, whether it's expensive help, it doesn't matter. But I think you have to focus more on your own brand because I think that's what's most important. So I'm going to challenge you on that because I believe in you. And I think everyone that's listening to this can hear the conviction in your voice and the authority in your voice. And it's easy to root for you. Frankly, it's easy. I appreciate to root for that. You. So um, I just want people. Damn, to you're gonna make that. me cry, man. Fuck. <laughs> that was really that. That was really kind. Like man to man, that was a really kind comment. Thank you. I, I firmly believe that though and I say that to everybody so don't I'm, you're not special but you are special so please just like do something with your life keep making this action happen because in, in, the, in my mind you're right short form it's great today may not be great in 10 years yeah hopefully it will be but the reality is to have the influence you want to have I need you to build the bigger brand um, and you deserve to have it so I wish there were more people like you in this space I really hate agencies I really hate people that that preach things that are incorrect. Mm-hmm. I really hate people that are screwing people over and scamming people, and you give a lot of free resources away and free information. So more people like you should be bigger, and I'm just glad that you're already big. So Thanks, man. Um, find different ways to, to, to bring that to other people in different mediums because it's needed. Um, if you're listening to this, hopefully this conversation was super helpful. Uh, Rico, where can people follow you? What can people do um, to, to support you? Yeah. You can come follow me, Rico.Incarnati, on all channels, YouTube and Rico Incarnati, because cool. Grant is holding me to that. And then I have a free Facebook group that is called Video Content Made Simple. And I put out a weekly newsletter called Caffeinated Content. Awesome. But you like coffee? Is it, is it something about insane about coffee? What, what's, why is it called caffeinated? As a 97% Italian, espresso runs through my veins. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So sign up for all those things because you, you know, you, you've heard him talk. You need this. If you're a business owner and you're listening to this, if you're creative and you're listening to this, you need this. So share this with somebody and then sign up for this stuff because it's only going to give you free resources and free value. So please do it. Thanks so much. Have a great one, guys. Bye.